All right, Into the Triangle podcast, episode 41, presented by Couch Guy Sports. As always, check out everything on Couch Guy Sports, couchguysports.com, podcasts. Oh, boy, what else do we have? Blogs, YouTube channel, Twitch channel. We have everything, so just go check it out. Al Nahegan here with Zach Jeziero. No Jared tonight. Zach, what's going on, buddy? How you doing, Al? I'm, I'm good. It's a Friday night. It's 9 o'clock. No, Jared, but we do have a special guest joining us. You may have seen him on the Twitch episode where we combined with the Around the Diamond podcast. Before there with Couch Guy Sports, by the way, just to be clear on that, before we brought them into the fold. The OG doing, days. The OG we, days. We call them, yeah. Doing the owl and basically bringing it in. My voice just cracked. That was what weird. was that, Coyote? <laughs> Zach, Zach, don't even get me started, boss man. This is the longest intro oh, ever. The boss man. Yes, let's go. The boss Sam, man's back. Sam Edwards around the Diamond Podcast. Sam, what's Heck up? Heck yeah. Buddy? What's up, guys? I'm so happy to join. Um, yeah, I just like you know, I'm more in shock of how Jared has kind of left you guys hanging. Um, and I'm sure I was probably one of the last people you you guys finally went to to cover this, you know, whole uh, obviously as we've covered. Evan is the better version of me on the Around the Diamond podcast. But, uh, you know, I'm glad to be here. Super happy to talk socks, man. They're hot. Socks. And uh, I'm excited. We're glad to have you. Jared actually suggested that we have you on. I was like, absolutely, bring him on. So, yeah, I know. You thank Crazy. Jared for that one. Yeah. So you can thank thought- Jared. But yes, okay, good. Yes, right, yeah. but yes, the truth is we do carry Jared on the show. That's usually how it happens. <laughs> know, the boss man and Al <laughs> carry Jared. But, but that's okay. Nice. It, it, we have to do what we have to do, but we are going to talk about Red Sox because obviously the season started seven games in the Boston Red Sox find themselves tied for first place in the American League East with four and three record, but it wasn't all, you know, sunshine, rainbow and roses because they got swept by the Orioles to start the season. <laughs> the last team you want to start your season off. And yeah. that's the last, that's the absolutely last result this team would want to start their season. Yes, I agree with that. So we're going to kind of start a little different this episode. This was an idea that we talked about literally right before we started recording. Just throughout the first week, first seven games that we've seen, one guy that we've been really impressed with and one guy that we've said, eh, they're not doing really their job. And we'll kind of go around. We'll start off with our, quote, stud. You know, we'll we'll call him studs. You know, and the stud that I have, Nathan Eovaldi. I mean, two starts. Should have two wins, by the way, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. should have two wins. It like the fastball location's been great. And honestly, his location with his breaking stuff mm. has been really good. I think for some mm. reason better than in years past, Sam. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Watching his starts, it, he is one of the big guys that I feel like I I can't look at the stat line and know actually what went on. It, he's one of those guys that I feel like I need to watch to see if he's actually on or not. And I have been able to watch him. And he's looked really good. And especially with the off speed, like you're saying, I mean, he's always got the fastball, but he's able to get away with mistakes with the fastball, but the, you know, the off speed is what can get crushed. So it's good to see him spotting that uh, off speed a lot better. It was amazing right. in a Tampa Bay game. Though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In, in the two starts he's had this season, he has get, let's see, 12 and a third innings and he's given up seven hits and two, Runs. That's it. That, that's really good. That's really that's, good. That's dominant. Zach, any other thoughts on Nathan Eovaldi really quick before we get into our next one? Um, no, you guys pretty much just said like he's been awesome. I feel like that Tampa Bay game was just even better to watch him because you want people say like oh, the Orioles are the Orioles, whatever, they don't really matter. But let's face it, it's the MLB. It's no easy, no easy team. 
is an easy win in this league. Yeah. Yes, you can say the Orioles. Yes, you can say the Marlins, whatever. They they compete, and they they kicked our ass in the first series, the Orioles did. They did. They, they did, and we're, we're going to get into sort of each series. But, Zach, right now, why don't you give us your guy that, you, that has kind of impressed you throughout the first seven games? J.D. Martinez has been a blast mm-hmm. to watch this year. That's, that's has, the easy pick. I agree with that. The, you, you know, it's funny because in spring training, he wasn't doing good at all, really, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. He, we thought it was going to be another 2020 season. But, you know, that game against Tampa Bay that was in the extra innings, he was he made up for a dumb error that he never should have made where he thought it was two outs or whatever. But yeah. you know what? The guy is clutch. And then – I know you asked me one guy, but Vasquez has been good oh. as well. Oh, my bad. All right. You're going to steal, gonna steal my people? That's, that's why we said one, Zach. Egregious. I'm Egregious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on, Sam. Go on. <laughs> this is all you now. Take that, it. That well, was I'm, just – that was preposterous right I'm giving, I'm giving him a segue so he can get introduced to him, okay? No, you're not. Yes, you're I not am. Tr- you, you, listen, don't try to get out of this. The game. boss oh man gosh. is built different. You wish no. you were me. Bow down. I mean – there's plenty of bright spots on this team, so I could go with somebody else. But Christian Vasquez was the guy I was going to go yeah. with. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, in his own words, man, he's looking sexy at the plate. <laughs> what a so, quote, me, by the way. Amazing quote. Absolutely so amazing. Swag. He has endeared us fans, you know, and he's looked amazing. He really has. He had that uh, game-tying home run oh against God. the shot. Uh, Just amazing. Love to see against Diego Castillo, like not an easy pitcher to face at all. And uh, yeah, he's just been, uh, he's been doing it when it counts and just doing it whenever he wants, basically. He's yeah. looked amazing. Absolutely yeah, looked sure. amazing. He has now, Sam, now that Zach's taking yours, is there somebody else that you would like to go with? <laughs> go on, Sam, just take mine. It's only fair now. For, for a dud? Yeah. Or, no, how about your stud? How about a different okay. stud? Do you got Okay, different, different stud. I'm going to go. I mean, Sawamura looked great in like the limited time that yeah. he's he's pitched. Yeah. Um, the splitter man looks amazing, but uh, Matt Barnes, Matty oh backpacks, God, man, yeah. that's a good he one. has been killing it. I mean, gave you gave you the two innings in that extra inning game against the Rays once again. What a great game that was! But uh, but yeah, he's just been he's been doing his thing, and uh, I love to see it. Love to see it. You People really that do. we're we're gonna need to be really good this year. Agreed. Matt Barnes got to be they, the catalyst. They needed him to be good too, especially with how bad the bullpen was last year. He was one of them to be bad, one of the bad people in that bullpen. But absolutely, yeah, he's been playing good so far. So let's hope he keeps it up. Yeah, because he's not going to be the closer this year. Thank God, no. I, I he cannot be the closer. I'm sorry, but he proved Lily last year. He's better as a setup man than a closer. I know. You know, definitely. I think if he's dealing, I would give him a shot. If he blows a game, maybe blows two games, we give him the hook. So, but okay. I'd be open to it. I'd be open to giving him a chance. It's got to be the right situation, though. You it's got to be the right situation. Yeah, it can't be like the Yankees or like all these like big name guys. It, or it, it right. It can't be a big game, essentially. Like if you're playing against and we hate to say it, like an Orioles or a Rangers or something sure. like that, then I can give you that, Sam. Yes. Break him in easy and then maybe he can get mm-hmm. used to it or something. Otherwise, I, I want I, I want Adam Ottavino closing games. I don't care. Yep. I want him closing baseball games for this Red Sox. But now we're going to kick it to duds. So guys that have not had the best start over the – granted, it's only been seven games. But still, right. we're going we're gonna to analyze them. We're going to critique them because we're Boston sports fans. That's just how it is. <laughs> well, except for Zach. He's like a – Oh, no. Like, no, I'm one Boston sports fan, okay? We're not doing this again. No. Can, 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 I, can I finish what I was going to say? I'm sorry. 
I was going to say, you're like a 25% Boston sports fan. <laughs> Fair enough. So more like Boston sport fan. Yes, Boston exactly. Sport like he's yeah. a Boston sport. Because he's at, <laughs> Sam, I think you know this about him, but he's at Bo- Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo yep. Bills. Do, do you have a basketball team or are you not a big basketball guy? I'm not a big basketball guy, no. I, I know you're not. Is Zach, are you a big basketball guy? Oh, Zach, guy? yeah. What about you? Yeah. You know, no, I'm not a basketball guy. I try to like, I try to watch like the finals and like the playoffs. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't do this. But I feel like it'd be different. Buffalo had a basketball team. I know they had the Braves back in the seventies and all that. But so okay, so you're yeah. a three sport guy. You're b- yeah. baseball, football, hockey. That's yeah. fine. I, we just want. I was just curious about it. Yeah, but no, you're good. We'll go to duds. Sam, we'll start with you. Who's been your kind of guy that's been underwhelming so far in the first seven games? Yeah, I'm going to go with a guy who I actually felt like he was going to start off hot. I don't know if I was just riding the train from spring training, but uh, Kike Hernandez, I don't know. I just really felt like he was going to, you know, one of, one of my my calls before opening day, I was like, I feel like he's going to hit an opening day homer. I feel like he's going to hit one. And it just, it felt like, it feels like the monster is made for his swing. I don't know. I I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be decent this year. He doesn't have like great career stats or anything like that. Um, so maybe my expectations were just a little too high and I was just getting a little too hyped for the season, but, uh, but yeah, Kike just hasn't performed up to, uh, yeah, up to the standards yet. I just kind of want to see him and especially him bat and lead off. Like, I think that put too much pressure on him to be honest, just because he's not an on-base guy. He doesn't even have a high average for his career. Like he doesn't do a whole lot. He's mainly a utility guy. So I feel like if the Red Sox had better options, they would go to those better options, but we don't really have better options at this point. So Kike should be batting eighth right now, in my opinion, maybe ninth. Get Verdugo leading off. Get somebody else leading off, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, Kike just hasn't uh, hasn't done it yet. He did finally homer yesterday, too, though. He did. He did. He and maybe this is when he gets Hopefully, hot. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Zach? Um, kind of like with what Sam said, another guy that has been – was playing good in spring training and been sucking his um, – Bobby Dahlbeck. Um, we all thought he was going to – like, we talked about this, you and I and Jared Adele on the podcast, Kobe Scove, like how good this lineup is, like, when you look at it. And we talk about Bobby being, like, that guy who's going to get you, like, on base and then have, like, Kike or Verdugo, whatever, these guys. But he looks lost out there sometimes. Like, he's swinging at these high pitches. He's – I mean, granted, you get unlucky on some of them too with, like – Foul balls, whatever, and all that. But I just think Bobby's been really struggling so far. I hope he keeps it going because, I don't know, I like the guy. He has a lot of power. But I feel like Chavis might come up if he keeps on struggling here. I'm glad you brought up Chavis, actually, because I do want to say something. I feel like they are so comparable um, in just the way they they have a lot of strikeouts. A lot of strikeouts. And I think that's we're just going to have to live with that. But – the reason I would put Bobby over Chavis just because of his, his power. I know yeah, Chavis yeah. has some power, but Bobby's power is, you know, when he makes contact, he makes contact. Yeah. It just, it doesn't happen too often, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, they're comparable. No, I'm just gonna say real fast. Alan, and I'll let you go. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny because Chavis and Dalback were our best players in spring training. I feel like too. And right. So was, and so was Kike too. That's right. what, like you said, you thought we were going to get this guy who's going to get on base, kind of like DJ LeMayu in New York. But it's all right, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt no, 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 no. You're totally fine. Um, the last dud that I'm going to go with is actually one that, similar to you guys, I thought this guy was going to sort of pick up where he left off last season. I'm going with Alex Verdugo. 
because Verdugo to start the season is hitting 208, five for 27. He only has five strikeouts. So he's not going down by way of the K a lot, but I don't know about you guys, especially in the Baltimore series. We're going to break down both those series in a second, mm. but especially that Baltimore series, he looked lost at the plate, just taking fastballs right down the middle, swinging at junk, getting himself in 0-2 holes. It just didn't look like the Alex Verdugo of 2020 where he was attacking the zone, attacking the first pitch, and just sort of getting himself in a better position to be in a a very good two-hitter for this Red Sox team, which they need him to be because they need Kike and Alex Verdugo to be those table setters for J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers. And I think, honestly, Rafi Devers could be another guy that we could say has been I was going to say that, too. I was going to say he's been another surprising dud so far. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, Devers, I could go off on Devers because I've been saying the same thing about Devers for years. I think his swing is so damn long. Mm. It's just like J.D. Martinez. What's the one thing about J.D. Martinez that everyone says about his swing? It's a short, compact swing. That's why he does as well as he does. Rafael Devers for years has this long, loopy, lefty swing, which if he gets it, he gets it. But if he doesn't, man, oh, man, is he behind on a 95-mile-an-hour-and-up fastball, which I can't stand to, to watch anymore. But Those, those are his killers, those high fastballs. And, like, the sliders, like, down low, like, you see his swings that he's taking. They're not even remotely close. To it, it's, it's, just, it's just his plate control. That's the yeah. whole thing. It, it's, it's literally just – having plate discipline. He doesn't have it at times, but yeah, it's, it's a young hitter still trying yeah. to make his way. I know it's weird to call him young. Cause he's in like his third or fourth season, but he's still young enough where he's still developing. So he, he did just hit a homer. He did yeah, just he hit did. a freaking bomb. Just like, yes, yeah. So did, so did Kike. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Both, yeah. So maybe, I don't know. It's a long season. I'm going to give them time, especially for Verdugo. I really believe in him, and I. Verdugo's been good lately too. He, he's been he's like going to hit 300 groove. this year, and I, you know, it's only for me. It's only a question of where is the where's the power at? What does the power at look like going into his, uh, you know, going into his career? But uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna hit. I think so too. But speaking of hitting, let's talk about the first series of the season because my oh my, did the Red Sox not hit at all during that first series? Yeah. So let's take a look at the first series. The first series, the Red Sox played the Baltimore Orioles at home. Now, before the series started, what was your guys' prediction for that series as far as win to loss ratio for the Red Sox? You go first, Sam. I mean, I didn't have a legit prediction, but I thought at least two to one. I mean, I I thought it was going to be a great start to our season. Yeah. Nice and easy. Okay. Facing the Orioles last game we're facing, or was it even the second game we're facing, facing Matt Harvey? Like, come on, man, this is an easy win, easy win series. Get us off on the good foot. Then we'll face the Rays and then it'll get a little more difficult. Obviously that was not the case. uh, Oh man. So the Red Sox opened up with the Orioles. They got swept in all three games. They lost three to nothing, four to two, mm. and eleven to three. God. Now, before we get into the actual series, I want to ask you guys a quick question. I just looked this up. Okay. In the three games that they uh-huh. played against Baltimore, mm-hmm. how many total hits did they have? <laughs> Wasn't it like fifteen oh. combined? Yeah, right on the money, Zach. Wow. What do you get? Fifteen hits. Oh shoot. Oh. 15 hits total. Oh, my gosh. Two two on opening day, seven in game two, six in game three. Now, 
there were a couple positives that came out of this series. Nathan Eovaldi looked mm-hmm. great on opening day. Looked, mm-hmm. I don't want to say unhittable, but he looked very, very solid. Definitely. Yeah. Tanner Houck, great start by Tanner Houck. Five innings, two or three runs. Nothing nothing to beat yourself up over. That's wasn't his, wasn't start. his fault either. Because nope. remember, remember those errors by, I think it was Devers that committed that error. I, I, I saw it live, Zach. I was oh, yelling yeah, about Bale right. Devers. Messy. Messy defense. It, it was very messy. Devers, uh, Rafael Devers. And then the last game, <laughs> the last game, can we send Garrett Richards on the yes. first flight to Jupiter? <laughs> can we get him out of Boston, please? I don't care if he's getting 10 million guaranteed. Get him off this team. My goodness. Is Listen, he- guys, I'm going to, I'm going to slow us down a little I, bit. I don't want to, if you say one word about spin rate, I am mute. <laughs> Don't give gotta, me the hey, don't give listen, me the spin rate bullshit. I got to read the room, obviously, Alan. I'm not going to mention freaking spin rate. Samuel, I don't know. I'm not saying uh, you're an idiot, but you're you have a baseball podcast. Did you just call him Samuel? <laughs> he called me. He called me. He called me Alan. So I called him. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Tit for tat. Um, Go yeah. Ahead, so I'm gonna. I now listen. I didn't watch the game on Sunday. I was busy. And thank goodness I didn't because yeah. it was like I took like one glance at the score to see if like I should. Oh, should I turn it on? Nah, nope, not doing that. So uh, but with Garrett Richards, I, you know, I want to give him some time. He's very much a Nathan Eovaldi type. Obviously, he's going to have his bad stretches, uh, but I think he's going to be OK going forward. Hopefully for me, the big thing is just that he's healthy. I just want to see that. Make sure that he's healthy. And uh, the fact that, you know, I really believe in Bloom. And uh, him giving him $10 million means that he believes he's going to be a decent starter. Obviously, it's a one-year deal, so it's not too much of a you know commitment. But I think he believes he's going to be a decent starter, and I think he's going to be he's going to be all right. He also pitches this right. weekend too. Uh, yeah. So who's so actually we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But so the, the spin ball- rate's off the chain, though. Let me uh, tell you, Woof! RPMs, baby. Anyways, Samuel. Alan, keep going. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, I am willing to give Richards another start. It's 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 tough to watch because you had a guy like Tanner Howe who pitched extremely well against Baltimore, mm. and then you send him down. And for the people that say, oh, his service years, all that, which, by the way, that's the biggest crock of shit that I've <laughs> ever seen with frigging service years. If you're good enough right now, you're good enough right now. Okay, you need to have starters in this rotation. Now you lost Eduardo Rodriguez for that first series, so fine, whatever. And he he rods back, and we're gonna get to that. But if you have Tanner Houck in this rotation with Erod, with Ivaldi, with Nick Pivetta, and you have Martin Perez to round out that starting rotation until Chris Sale comes back. Mm-hmm. People forget Chris Sale is still on this baseball mm-hmm. team. It's right. amazing to think about. But when Chris Sale comes back, then you just have that much more depth in the rotation, which is way more than you had in 2020. 2020, oh, yeah. 2020 the three of us probably could have gone to an open tryout and gotten an inning on the mound in relief in a 10 nothing ball game. Literally. I think this entire season we're just going to be constantly – well, in 2020, I mean, well, yes. in 2020, you know, <laughs> Garrett Richards would have been our number one, you know. Okay. Oh, like, God, that would be so bad to think about. <laughs> uh, now, one thing I will – like, I want to ask you, because I, you know, for the Tanner Houck situation – I don't know if you want to cover that right now. We can. Uh, yeah, let's do okay. it. Perfect. Um, 
So with the Tanner Hawk situation, I mean, the main reason you send him down is because he's the only one in the rotation that has options left. Um, that's the main reason you send him down, obviously. And I still think his fastball could use some work. And I think, you know, the changeup or split change or whatever it is uh, could use some work as well. I, I love watching him play. Obviously, he's going to come back up. Um, yes. But as Bloom has showed, he's playing the long game here. And uh, he's trying to build this um, team up. So obviously, he's in no rush to make the World Series this year. Uh, you know, I know you want to win every single game. And obviously, if you make the postseason, yeah, absolutely, you're going for that freaking crown. But uh, as of right now, you're playing the long game. And for me, I'm okay with sending Tanner Houck down. Obviously, it hurts in the short term. I want to see him pitch again. I want to see him in the majors. He did his thing. He got his sliders, a freaking Frisbee dude. It's amazing. It is. And, uh, but I'm, I'm okay with sending him down be- because I don't want to have to put anybody like Pavetta or Richards or you know anybody else on waivers so that they can just get claimed by somebody else. Like I like... It's okay having Tanner Houck in the bullpen. If somebody else get, gets injured, if Erod gets injured, we can bring him right back up. He's going to be right back up in the majors before you know it, and uh, I think we're going to be totally fine. If anything, I'm I'm happy that we have the choice or we yeah. have this predicament because, like you said, in 2020, man, it we had bad. nothing. It was so bad, and you know, yeah, it was terrible. So I I'm if anything, I'm happy that we've got this depth that we can lean back on. So, so to counter your point for a second, Sam, the mm. thing that I would ask you is this. You could have Tanner Houck in the bullpen, yes. And he's going to be back up. He'll probably be back up by mid-May. Like, that's fine. Whatever. Great. Right. right. Wouldn't you rather, though, right, have Houck in the rotation and then make a guy like Garrett Richards a long reliever or have him go in the bullpen? Because keep in mind, he's only here for a year. He's not in the long-term plan. Right. Tanner Houck, at least – He's only 24 years old. This is a guy that if you play your cards right, he's going to be in that rotation for the next decade, hopefully. Yeah. So, and I know he's young. He needs some time to develop. Like you said, the change up the splitter, whatever that third pitch is, he needs to develop it, especially as a starter. I understand that. Yeah. But if you want to really, and especially with the teams you're playing next week, who, by the way, are two very good hitting teams, and we're going to yeah. get into that too, you need a guy like Tanner Houck that can come up here and shut teams down like that when his stuff is on. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody in the bullpen, like, does anybody in the bullpen have options? Do we know? I don't know. I just, I, I think at this point, we've got so many people that we do like, and that we're probably not going to want to, you know, have to put on waivers just so somebody else can claim them. I think it's all about an option or no. I'm not sure. I know there's one year left on his contract. Out of, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they traded at the deadline either way. Because they could, depending on where they are, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could get something for them, but if they, if they're in the playoff hunt, then they're going to keep them, obviously. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. But, but yeah, the- th- I can see your point there. You could definitely, you could put Richards in the bullpen if you wanted to. Um, you could put Pavetta, I guess. He did a decent job. He did have a lot of walks and, you know, maybe was, he did, you know, tightrope his way out of some trouble there. But uh, I could definitely see that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that you you could do that. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with what they're doing though. Yeah, but Sam, I agree. With you there's options. You you right. have a lot of options, and it's better to have right more options than less options. Zach, anything that you want to add? Yeah. How do you feel about Tanner Houck? See, I was I wanted Houck, but then Jared did bring up a good point about having. Or, oh my god, I just called you Jared. I'm sorry, Al. My bad. <laughs> Al brought up a good point about go on. I know you're gonna say something. Go on. 
I'm I'm Jared tonight. I'm Jared. Yeah, there you go. Okay. No, no, no. You're you're better looking. Oh, oh, there it is. There's that charm. Oh, anyways. um, (laughs) Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. No, that is interesting though. But like having um, Richards on the bullpen because I would rather have Hauk out there. I know. I get it. It's one start for Richards. Right. But. Oh my God! What was that? What yeah. the, what did I witness on Saturday? That was just I don't know what that was. It was like the Baltimore Orioles were playing like they had Richards. It was that, that bad. It, Garrett Richards' performance was like when you're in high when you're in middle school and you get your first zit, and for some reason you just like keep like trying to poke at it and poke at it, and then all of a sudden it just pops and explodes, and there's just disgusting shit all over the place. That was Garrett Richards' performance for the Red Sox against the Orioles. That's how bad it was. Yeah. I my bad at that. I say Saturday, I meant Sunday. I knew Whatever. It was Sunday. Yeah, same, yeah. Same, same, same ish. But yeah. Gotta give um, him time. Gotta give him some time. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I still want to keep up Hauk in the bullpen, if anything, because you know he's – that might not be a bad issue either because you know how good he is and he can punch guys out. And if you need those in the late – stages of a, of a game when you're up by one or two runs why not it could i mean do i want help up here yes but i'm not ready to throw it all out on richards yeah i still want to give him one more chance maybe maybe he'll come back because this just like this team they were lost that weekend against baltimore they were completely lost like they didn't play a single baseball game ever and then they came out against Tampa and just start hitting away and then they won last night yesterday too but we'll see what happens but yeah i'm I'm not too ready to be sold on the Richards, but I wouldn't. I still think Hauk would be on his rotation, like if you trade him. The best part about Garrett Richards was after the game, the press conference, and Johnny Miller is just giving him shit about it. <laughs> and he's just basically like, you know, in his raspy voice, like, "So, how do you feel? How bad was your start today? Basically, you know, are you worried?" And then Garrett Richards is like, "Dude, it's one game, and it's been like three games total. Relax." <laughs> Johnny Miller is a legend in Boston sports media. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's unbelievable. But we're we are going to move on. The Red Sox did a complete three hundred and sixty against the Tampa Bay Rays. Because think about this, and this is, was the impressive part to me. So in the Tampa Bay series, they beat the Rays eleven to two, six to five, and then nine to two. So obviously, first of all, the bats showed up, which was yeah. great. You need you mm-hmm. needed the bats to show up because that's what this team is, right? They're an offensive right. scoring team. When you put it all together, they're a top five offense in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. No question about that. Second of all, the different ways of winning. So coming back in the second game of the series, like we talked about earlier, Christian Vasquez hitting a tying home run in the ninth. Mm-hmm. And then J.D. Martinez hitting a game-winning double to walk mm-hmm. it off. Which, by the way, Randy Arozarena, my, oh my gosh, dude, that was tough. That, that was tough to watch. That was an amazing catch. I mean, it, was, I, it looked like a tough tough ball to, you know, to follow. But, yeah, he was doing he, – he, he was, like, doing, like, the – What's what's the dance I'm thinking of? Like the salsa or something. Like he was moving his feet everywhere, like trying to get his foot. He just couldn't do it. Had a great catch though. I think. It was oh yeah, against, that was uh, an amazing catch. It was against Hunter Renfro, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a yeah. missile. It was past him. It was freaking past him, and he jumps for it like totally sick. But so again, sick. it it was it was yeah, pro- it's probably definitely. a catch of the year candidate, no doubt oh, about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But the Red Sox showed up in this series. Nick Pavetta. Great season debut. He looked really good. I'm going to see if I can get the stats really quick on Pavetta. Nick Pavetta in that game 
went five innings, gave up two hits, mm-hmm. four strikeouts, had four walks, which is a little four much, walks, yeah. but even still, you know, that's a great season debut for him. Oh, yeah. And then in the, in the second game against the Rays, you had Martin Perez who gave you a chance to win mm-hmm. five innings, three runs, you yeah. know, five hits, six strikeouts. Yep. So he, you know, that's a quality start right there. And then finally, Nathan Ivaldi again, you know, just coming in and absolutely shoving seven innings, three hits, one run, seven strikeouts, had three walks. But the, here's the point. The starting pitching gave you a chance to win. Now, granted, in that series, the starting pitching could have been a C minus, and you still probably win those games. Right. You got at least, I would say in those three games, you got at least B minus and up. Yeah. No doubt about it. The bats showed up. It was nice to see. J.D. Martinez has been on a tear. Christian Vasquez has been hitting well. And then you had bits and pieces coming in afterwards, which made the Red Sox sweep the Rays, which I don't know if you guys had this. I did not have the Red Sox winning two, uh, sweeping. I had them losing two out of three. I yeah, thought there I was, was no way they were going to pull that off. Can I just say something? No, that, you can't say anything on your own podcast. Listen, it's not my podcast. First of all, it's your podcast. It, it's it's all, no, it, no, it's it's all of our podcast. You ding dong. It's America's podcast. There you it's go. Boss man, I'm ding dong. What, what are we doing? You're, 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 well, figure it out, boss man. Go ahead. <laughs> Last year's team does not win that second game for you. By the way, they do not yes. win that second game. Oh no, Strong, no chance. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Ryan Weber comes in in like the yeah, seventh oh, inning and God, gives up Ryan. five runs. Marcus Walden. <laughs> Matt Hall pass. <laughs> Matt Hall pass. Mazza, baby. But yeah, they that team does not win you that game last year. And you know what? Like, I thought we were going to lose after that Domus double. I think it was a Domus that just because, like, we saw what happened last year with how bad the bullpen. But you know what? Credit where credit is due. They, they who was it? Who was it for the JD winner? Was it Devers and. Uh, it would have been Verdugo. Verdugo. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he was on it, second, right then. Okay. Yeah, it would have been Verdugo and then Kike. Pretty okay, sure. So, yeah, they somehow get on base after having a tough game, and then you have the guy who made a crucial mistake that that a crucial base running error. JD yeah. Martinez. Yep. Could have cost you the game. Right. Instead, instead of saying, "Oh, guess, and it was two outs too." By the way. Yeah. So oh, it was um. I so I made a mistake. It wasn't Kike. It was Christian Arroyo. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because right. Arroyo, oh, okay. Arroyo let off that game. And Verdugo hit second. So my mistake. Go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. So you're there's two outs. Yep. And you had the guy who made a bad mistake, and you're thinking, oh god, just because of what again, what happened last year in 2020. We keep on going back to 2020, but it's the truth. Like we're not gonna win this game. Next thing you know, he hits a long drive just over Rosarena, who mm-hmm. almost caught the ball. Yeah, and they come and they win the game. Like that doesn't happen last year, and I'm so happy that JD is doing good because I think we touched on this earlier before on the show. We need those guys to step up if we want to have a chance to be a playoff team this year. He's he's not only doing good, Zach. To your point, he is exceeding expectations oh, so yeah. far in the seven games that he's played. He's second in the MLB in hits, and he's first in the MLB in doubles. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he's and back. He's he back. Is. He's he fully is. back. He is. Like last year was a fluke. Last mm-hmm. year was just ridiculous. 
you know, it was a shortened season and, and Ron Renicky was, it, it was, it was awful, but yeah. 2021 is here and the Rays got swept by the Red Sox. The Red Sox literally swept the Rays, which yeah. was, it, which was amazing. And they just beat the Yankees today, by the way, the Rays. Good. And they, then they just beat the Yankees. Good. So now you go into the Baltimore series in Baltimore. Now, granted, at the time of this recording, only one game has been played. It was the Thursday game, Baltimore's home opener, and the Red Sox came out and won 7-3. to three. Eduardo Rodriguez, which, by the way, golf clap for Eduardo Rodriguez coming back. Let's go. Let's and coming. Mancini, by the way. You got to yeah. give a little shout out to Mancini. Yeah, but we're – yes, shout out to Trey Mancini. But, Zach, we are a Red Sox podcast. Know, I'm just saying. Red just... Sox. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You are right. But – we're still against cancer. So he's trying, be, he's trying to be nice. So he's trying to be so nice about only saying it. He's like, you're right. You're right. But well, you are right. I'm, hey, listen, I'm giving it to you. You're right. But we're focusing on Eduardo Rodriguez right now. <laughs> so Eduardo Rodriguez, but honestly, the Trey Mancini thing for like a quick second to be real. Awesome story coming yeah. back. And just like, like he is the right now. He is the franchise for the Orioles. And to come back from what was it, stage four cancer, something like that, stage three or four. Yeah, it was like coming back from that. Like that's so tough. Like yeah, like nothing but respect for him and coming back, especially in the the first, obviously the first Red Sox series in at Fenway. Mm. You know, like God, Bogarts gave him some love when he was at first base there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, everybody was showing him respect. It was great, and as you should. So shout out Trey Mancini. Yeah. The Red Sox beat the Orioles 7-3 in Camden Yards. Eduardo Rodriguez making his first start since 2019. So 2020 for him, non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, was There was an injury. Then he got COVID. Then he had the, the lingering effects from COVID. So he just sat out 2020, yeah. which was fine. You right. know that, That's a year where if you're going to take a year off, that's the year to do it. Mm-hmm. Comes in and really besides two pitches on the two home run balls, I think from Mountcastle and then Severino, I think it was the other one. Yeah, Severino. Besides those two pitches, I mean, Rodriguez looked pretty good. Five innings, three runs, four hits, seven strikeouts. Another quality start right there. Yeah. So I think realistically, out of the seven games you've played, six of them you've gotten quality starts from your starters. Right. That's that's really, really – like that's a big – Big increase from last year, obviously. That's a huge help. Good to see Eduardo Rodriguez back there. Uh, Rafael Devers and Kike Hernandez, first home runs of the season. Mm -hmm. Two really good swings. Devers was a moonshot. Oh, yeah. That thing was when you heard when you heard the crack of the bat, you knew that thing was drawn. That was a no no doubt about it. Yeah. It was middle, middle. I think Kike's was also like a no doubt because just when it came off of his bat and like he acted like he kind of knew it was like I know it it really got out, but still looks good. J.D. Yeah. Martinez, two for five on the day. Alex Verdugo, two for five on the day with two runs. Rafael Devers, two for three, two runs. Uh, Christian Vasquez, three for five. Like, he's Christian, he's awesome. Who's hotter right now, J.D. or Vasquez? I think I think J.D. is hotter, but Vasquez is not that far behind. It's really yeah. cl- It's like a 51 to 49 percent when it comes to Right, exactly. Like, it's that close. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's just a situation where – you know, that's a good problem to have, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. The, the Red Sox right now are in a good position where if you, even if you split 
these next two games. Take two out of three in Baltimore overall. You have some momentum going into the Minnesota series. So the next two series, one being in Minnesota, the other at home against the Chicago White Sox, those are both four-game series. Mm-hmm. So those are going to be oh. tough. They're, those they are, are the tests. Those are the big tests for us. Yeah, they are. They are big tests in the Baltimore series. So I'm going to see if I can find pitching matchups. I think if I'm correct on Saturday, it's Pavetta. And then on Sunday, I think is Richards. Oh God. <laughs> at, at, at Zach okay. perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. That, thanks boss, man. See, I'm see. I'm useful when it comes to this kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't, I mean, don't I, say but, I have any work. I have lots of work. I, I I I didn't I didn't even go that direction, and you just uh, okay, Sam. We'll whatever you're some. gonna say, please, yeah. please. You know, I love what you said about the pitching. I mean, in reality, if we even if we weren't hitting right now, I would still be probably more optimistic than a lot of other people who would probably still be trashing the Red Sox for not hitting. But it's like, if anything's going to come up, it's the hitting. All we really need to see is that the pitching is going to keep us in the game. We just need to see if the pitching is going to keep us in the game. And it's not even like, you know, besides Eovaldi's start going seven innings, which is amazing. uh, And closing out that game is important, you know, especially for the bullpen. But, uh, you know, when Martin Perez goes five, when Pavetta goes five, yeah. When those guys, but they keep you close. You're in the game after five innings. Like that's great. But then the big thing is transferring to the bullpen and keeping you in the game. And that was one of our biggest problems last year, obviously. And uh, it's just great to see that we're still in the game at the halfway point. So obviously as a fan, you're still like invested, you know? Um, right. Because the bats can wake up anytime, you know, anytime you need them basically. And uh, yeah, just seeing that bullpen keep, keep that lead or just keep you close is uh is so great to see. And the thing is too, so by the way, the starting pitchers flip what I said. So Richard is starting on Saturday, Pavetta on Sunday. Gotcha. Which, if you're going to lose on Saturday, fine. You have a good shot with Pavetta going on Sunday. But one thing too, like you said, Sam, going back to the pitching, listen to the run totals that they've given up against. So this is against the Red Sox. Right. In the first seven games, three runs, four runs. Obviously you had the 11 run stinker. Two runs, five runs, two runs, three runs. Yeah. So in four of your seven games, let me just double check that. Or sorry, five of your seven games. In five of your seven games, you've given up three runs or less. Yeah. And in another one of those games, you only gave up four. Right. So so it goes back to exactly what we're saying. The starting pitching and the bullpen is coming together. And Mm -hmm. it's a thousand times better than last year. If last year was an F, this year's rotation, you give like overall. I'm not saying these seven games, but I'm saying overall in the season. Yeah, yeah. Probably like yeah. a B, probably like a B. It, it would be sure. a B, it would be a B. Unless if you have something different, please. I just want to add something real fast. Yes, well, sir. Yesterday was the first time the Red Sox gave up a home run for the first time this season. That's that's impressive. Is that really? Yeah, that's what really that's what the broadcast said yesterday. I still remember it was the first one they gave up all season long. That's, I mean, yeah. I do want to temper a little bit the expectation. Just, I mean, it is the Orioles after all. I know we lost the series, but it was like our bats were just asleep. I and mean, we were we needed that opening series just to get warmed up, I think. And then, you know, I don't know how good you guys think the Rays are going to be. I, I think they're going to be fine. But uh, I don't know. I feel like they caught a little bit of lightning in the bottle last year. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how they are over a full season. 
I'm, I'm interested. They got a lot of young guys and a lot of guys mm-hmm. that could be really good, but they're going to need guys like Meadows and Rosarena to be right. really good. They did trade away their, their two best pitchers too as well, or they lost. They did, right. Pitchers. And also, yeah. yeah, you're relying on Michael Waka, Rich Hill, Michael Chris Waka. Archer. Good times in Fenway Park. People I, like that, yeah. I forgot yeah. Chris Archer's back. Yeah. Oh, man. With the Rays, yeah. That's amazing to think about, isn't it? <laughs> I still I still think he's in – um Pittsburgh. That, yeah, exactly. Like, I thought he was still with the Pirates. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, Tampa's going to Tampa's gonna stink this year. Yeah, I, I know. I Yeah. I, I shouldn't say – I shouldn't say they're going to stink, but I, they're going to take a significant dot, significant decrease from last year. But at least, like you said, once again, Red Sox pitching, we have delivered so far. Oh, and yeah. that is yes. so great to see. Except for Garrett. Right. Except for Garrett. Except for Garrett, so, which we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so, oh, I'm very nervous. I'm also very tired, too. It's been a long day. So. <laughs> is this but, a therapy session? I didn't Sorry. Uh, I was, no, I'm no. also super tired, and I've been really stressful over the past couple of days. Hey, listen, well, that's unfortunately true, Sam. We'll have some therapy time after. We'll, we'll talk about our problems after this. But before we wrap up for the night, <laughs> we will talk about the two upcoming series. So two AL Central showdowns, Minnesota Twins, Chicago White Sox. When you think of the Minnesota Twins, and Sam, you're our baseball guy on the network, like whole baseball. Yeah, Check yeah. on this podcast, by the way, Around the Diamond. Go give that a listen, please. And subscribe on iTunes. But – Sam, when you think Minnesota Twins, tell me if this is an accurate interpretation. Go for it. Solid lineup Mm -hmm. could use better pitching. Absolutely. Absolutely. The pitching's not terrible. They're not terrible. Kenta Maeda's really good. Yep. And then the question marks do start to arise a little bit. With like Jose Um, Barrios and stuff like that. There you go. Barrios, though, has really dominated this past year. Sorry, these past two starts he's had, uh, not this past year. Uh, he's been good for his career, but he's always just kind of been kind of inconsistent, I guess. He can get on a roll a little bit, but he is, he's been on a crazy roll for the past two starts he's had, striking out so many guys and, uh, yeah, really dominating. But, yeah, the rest of the rotation is a little suspect. You got, like, Michael Pineda, Jay Happ, Matt Shoemaker. You know, they're guys that can also keep you in the game, you know, same with the Red Sox. So it's it's going to be a test. It's going to be a big test, especially to see what our pitching can do against the solid lineup that they do have with the Twins okay. and the White so, Sox as well. Right. So we're right on the same page with the Twins. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get into the White Sox again in a minute. So series prediction. So win-loss. So it's a four-game series. I think this is going to be very optimistic of me. Mm. I'm going Red Sox three out of four. Ooh. I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna continue the momentum that they have. I think they win the first like two games of the series, lose the third one, and then pick up the series, win in the fourth one, something like that. So I'm going Red Sox three out of four against the Twins. Zachary, wow, wow. I say we split the series with the Twins. Um, mm. I just feel like, like you said, we're going to catch on fire and then it's just a couple of games where it's going to be a stinker for us. But you know what? That's okay. Because if you take a two wins against a team like Minnesota, it's not a bad thing at all. Yes, it sucks because you'll probably be competing for them for the playoff spot, depending on what happens in that division. But if you're facing like these guys like Nelson Cruz, Donaldson's still on there, right? I think he is. He's injured right now. Oh, he's injured. Okay. But like all these guys that they have, 
it's going to be tough series. Um, I think it's going to be win the first one, lose the next two, and then win the last one. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with splitting the series. I think it depends on who's pitching, especially for Minnesota. Um, I could easily see us losing uh, the games to Maeda and Barrios, but the other two games I think are definitely ours to take, especially if our hitting continues to explode. I still want to see Franchi and and Hunter Renfro kind of get into their stride. I think they're two guys that could get really hot. Um, and Bobby Dahlbeck. I mean, we were we were so so high on him. You know, he was hitting bombs in spring training. Super excited, and I still feel like he is the future. Um, but he's just, you know, he's got to make more contact. He's got to learn to make more contact. And uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, I'll, I'll say they split, split the series, okay. which is not bad. Like you said, I mean, no. Minnesota's a great team. You're not behind the eight ball. If you're, you know, you're still sitting 500. I'm fine with that. You know, and right. it's a measuring stick kind of series too. If you think, think about it, like depending on what happens in that series, it is. It really is. And with the Baltimore series. If you can, if you can somehow sweep the Orioles too and right. go into the Minnesota series six and three, you're going to be riding high. Very so, possible. Very possible. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. And then just to wrap it up, Chicago and Sam, I think this is another thing too. They're they're the up and coming team. They have a good balance of everything. Good young pitching. Good young lineup with some solid veterans in there. You know, mm-hmm. and it's something that the White Sox series. I could see the Red Sox splitting or even potentially losing, you yeah. know, and, and I think it comes down to the pitching, especially if you see Giolito in there, right. Keuchel, I don't care that Keuchel's on the older side. He can still, you know, do, he can do, get you, he can get by. He can get exactly. by. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know about that one, but the White Sox series, we'll get more into detail next week because at, when we record the next episode, that's when the White Sox will be in town. So we'll kind of wrap it up there. Uh, Sam, appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me guys. This was great. You are welcome, Zach. Yeah, you're all right. I get I get that a lot more than you know. Trust me. But anyways, check out Into the Triangle everywhere on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere that you can listen to your podcast. Go check that out. Go check out CouchGuysports.com. Sam, do you want to plug your Twitter and your podcast? Yeah, uh, at SellerSam44 on Twitter and at AroundPod on Twitter. You can just look up Around the Diamond. We're going to be there. Release episodes every Tuesday every Tuesday. So there you have it. But for episode 41, we got Sam Edwards, Zach Jeziero, and I am Al Nahigian. Maybe Jared will be back next week. Probably. We'll see what happens. But until then, guys, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. And go Red Sox. Yes, sir. Go Sox.